0: Would you like an opinion on a financial matter you're dealing with? Whether it's about retirement, investments, taxes, or 401Ks, Scott Hansen and Pat McLean would like to help you by answering your call. To join Allworth's Money Matters, call now at 833-99-WORTH. That's 833-99-WORTH. Welcome to Allworth's Money Matters. I'm Scott Hansen. I'm Pat McClain. Glad you are with us uh, as we talk about financial matters. Allworth's Money Matters is, We've been broadcasting here for 26 years. Our goal here is to help you make wise choices with your finances, to have some financial independence, to be at a point where work is an option and not an obligation. And my co-host and I are both practicing financial advisors, meeting with people like you during the week and being here your finan- as your financial advisors on the air, broadcast on the weekend. So, And on your podcast. Yeah. So, um, we take calls. People ask us questions, and we try to help. So. We give our opinions, yes. that sometimes are taken and sometimes not. But that's fine. That's hope. I mean, the real you know the funny thing about financial planning, and as like, I was had a conversation with a um, gentleman, he was a retired nuclear engineer. Okay, pretty exacting. <laughs> okay, exactly right. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of right there with rocket science. I mean, there's not a lot of margin of air there. You like exactly,
1: probably the correct terminology. Actually, I had a client that was a rocket scientist and I would follow up by things I'd say by, you know, this isn't rocket science. And he found no humor in that whatsoever. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I don't think I ever heard that one before. (laughs)
0: That's a good point. Um, But the the conversation I was having that I said, the the thing about financial planning, I said, I said, older engineers make pretty good clients. Younger engineers, by the typically are very challenging to work with. And because- when we look at financial planning, it is not an exact science because there's so many moving parts and it's really about the future, which is unknown. We can we know something about human behavior, which is what drives businesses, drives investments. But we don't and we also know that things go through cycles, but we don't know when the cycles start, when the cycles are gonna end. We know that politics you don't know how big gonna, they're gonna be or or how prolonged, right? Politics all those things have a, have, a, have a, play a, play a, a role in financial planning and so the the challenging particularly those that are more exacting to use your term engineers and stuff i think one of the challenges when it comes to financial planning is it's not like this is exactly how we do it to have the most sturdy bridge possible it's like well here's a few different ways that we can do it and these are the probabilities of outcome yes and with, with- and how was it working with the nuclear scientist um, nuclear engineer. A nuclear I just had a phone call with, I had a conversation oh. with him, so. Oh. I haven't taken a new client in 15 years, Pat, if you didn't know that. So. <laughs> I, knew, I, I didn't know, know it was that. recent. Oh, yeah, no, it was the last week or two. Oh, I didn't know that. I had a good conversation, but I, I, Is, I mean, it, I have, you know, it's funny because I've been in this, it's, you know, the irony of things, as a young person in the industry, I was like, Anyone who would like <laughs> like to work with me, I had no almost so so few clients. Like I'd love to work with you. And then now it's we've got eighty or so advisors, two hundred fifty employees. Spend a lot of time on a lot of other issues, and just don't. As much as I love the financial planning process, I don't have the luxury of being able to take on new clients. And I have yeah. neighbors and stuff reach out to me, and it's like, but we've but we've clearly have a great team of people. Um, that yes, I spend time with the advisors. Actually, quite
1: yeah. There are some. I mean. Really, not only in our firm, but in many firms, really young, smart financial advisors, like 20s, 30s, just really good at what they do.
0: Was that not you in your 20s and 30s? Yes, it was. Of course. Yeah, it was probably pretty. Yeah, I was. Yes, I was. I, that was okay. I mean, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you took it seriously. You got the education. Yeah. Kept up on things. Yes. Learned things. Yes. Knew how to communicate well with people, which is half of it, right? Yes. Anyway, I don't know why we're talking about this stuff. we got let's uh, let's oh, take
1: oh, calls. One eight hundred. Oh, excuse me. Eight three three ninety nine Worth. That's eight three three ninety nine Worth.
0: And let's talk with. Start off here with Woodson. Woodson, you're with allworths Money Matters.
2: Yes. Good afternoon. Thank you for taking my call today. Yes. I am 61 years old. Um, I'll be 62 in November, single with no children. I plan to retire between 65 and 67. I have a total debt of $49,000, which thirty-five two hundred is school loan. Yuck. I have a um, 401k, which has 56000 um 98000 um, allocated for stock, two percent cash. Robinhood account of twenty six hundred. I have a pension that, by the time I'm sixty six, it will be roughly around sixty seven thousand. Uh, and wait, wait, so
1: my good wait, wait, one second, your pension it will be sixty seven thousand dollars a year in in income. N- no, no, sixty seven thousand in, in total balance by the time I retire. Okay, and that's your and what is what did you say your IRA or four hundred one k value was? Fifty-six thousand. Okay, thank you. Okay. And my
2: Robinhood account is twenty-six hundred. Got it. Okay. Social sixty-six plus ten will be two thousand one twenty-three. Okay. Okay. I've listened to your show so much. I know the questions you're going to ask. I'm going to be you all a
0: prize. <laughs> thank you.
2: All right. What's the next question we're going to ask? <laughs> okay. Okay. I I live in ridiculous San Francisco <laughs> with crazy rent.
1: You have are you in a rent controlled apartment or do you own a home? I rent control. And what is your rent a month? Eleven hundred. And what, what do you make?
2: I make sixty-eight um 68, five a year. Okay. What's your question okay. for us? My question is <clears throat> should I open up a Roth IRA? or should I add uh, money to my 401k as an after tax? And my reason for asking those questions is that I'm planning to retire and leave California and either move to North Carolina or South Carolina based because of tax. Um, It's more tax friendly there for senior citizens. And my concern is because I'm in the market so late between Fees from um, withdrawals from the 401k and taxes. I feel like I'm going to be really, really eaten up. What, and when I get yes,
1: what did you say you, your debt was? Forty nine thousand. What What do you owe money on? Um, school loans. How much of that is school loans? Thirty five two hundred. And how long have you owned the uh, owed on these school loans? Uh, maybe
2: like ten years. I went through a major, major. Um, I got unemployed long time ago. Couldn't find work, so I decided to go get an advanced degree. Mm-hmm. Big mistake. <laughs> the industry I got the the industry I got the the advanced degree in <laughs> I went out of business basically.
1: <laughs> so, did you try to get these school loans abated or reduced, or have you worked on that at all? I've not worked on
2: that because I believe these school loans
1: are private. Okay. All right. Good enough. Um, and, and so you can't. There's no relief. Well, you you should most certainly uh, be saving more for a retirement.
0: But I would do it on a pre-tax basis. That's right. So
1: I would use the Roth.
0: And the reason I the reason I state that is the, the way the tax rates work. They are uh, progressive. So. If your income is very low, you actually all pay no income taxes because you've got um, uh, standard deduction. Uh, then the, the rates, we're in a 12% bracket when if you're single and your taxable income is roughly 10000 to $40,000, you are in a 12% federal tax bracket. Then it jumps from 12% to 22% from 40000 to 86000 which is the tax bracket you're smack in the middle of. So okay. if you contribute on a pre-tax basis, number 1 you're avoiding you're reducing you're taking a tax deduction on federal taxes being in a relatively high tax bracket and as well as taking a tax deduction in California. Not you'll avoid the California taxes. And then when you move to whatever whether it's North Carolina or South Carolina, both those ta- both those states have lower tax rates than California. And and presumably uh, your I mean, a good portion of your retirement income is going to come from Social Security because, so you don't it, have a lot of other savings, and your four, what you've got saved for retirement and your four hundred one k and whatnot that it, it's going to have to be it, your in your withdrawals are not going to be that substantial because it's going to have to be designed to to last your dying day. So here's how I would think about
1: it. One, I wouldn't be. Um, first of all, I, I think you should probably set a realistic retirement date at age seventy if you're in good health. Um, not sixty-seven. Okay. Um. I don't know if I would actually make the decision whether it, it, to move out of uh, a rent-controlled apartment in the San Francisco Bay Area versus buying a. Home. But
0: everything's so expensive too. That's what. Uh,
1: <laughs> that, that. So then, so then, so utilities I was utilities. So that's why I was going through in my mind. Gasoline. So if you were going to move someplace, let's say you were seventy the day you you retired, I would I would probably look at buying a small place to live. Um, and using a reverse mortgage in the in a Roth distribution um, in order to purchase that.
0: Well, then if it's going to be then that, that negates what I what I just said about the using the taking a tax deduction a pre tax basis. So your your thought, Pat, is 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 to have money saved, not necessarily for retirement, but have money saved for the purchase for a- of a home. And maybe you split the difference. You don't have to do
1: all Roth or all uh, pre tax. I would actually I'd probably split the difference and I would go out to age 70. So think about this, Scott. I would go out to age 70 and say how much money should I actually have set aside to purchase a home, a modest home in uh you know North Carolina. What is that? 200,000? To two, you know we're talking about 8 years, 9 8 years in the future. And then well I can say that in the Raleigh Durham area
2: homes are going They've gone up quite a bit yeah. in the 300 and 400. I
1: understand, but you and may not be moving to the Raleigh-Durham area.
2: Well, that's true, but that's where my family is.
1: Yeah. Okay. It. Yeah,
2: so that would pro- – are the suburbs, way out in the suburbs. Just You know, I have family all over there. Okay. And the second option – I do
0: like the it. concept that Pat's coming up with. So if you don't want to stay in San Francisco with the rent control department, which might be your best – I wouldn't, housing option i wouldn't rule it out um but it, but it, it doesn't get accomplish what you'd like to accomplish which, which is being near family i mean it's, it's a big exactly. right so the it's con a, a big, that's a big concern
3: yeah okay yeah As and i, mean, I appreciate that i mean physical, that's what li- life's about you know. relationships
0: right right nobody I'd, I'd rather live in a shack <laughs> with people i love than a mansion by myself that's like life's about relationships how long <laughs> can, we, can we have a little bit of both? Yeah, a little, little bit of a, that's, <laughs> I, okay, that's, that's ideal.
2: <laughs>
1: um, so move on the weekends only. So no. So when I when I'm, I'm going through this, I, I I'm going to agree with you. But but let's let's move off the tax a little bit and think about the design of the money and the withdrawal and the best. Hedge, Is there a
0: family member you would maybe share a house with or something?
1: I think for the if I were to move
2: to the Carolinas, probably for the maybe for the first year, I could I have a I have a family friend who has a huge home and she's in her 70s and she just might need some help. But I really would like to have my own space because I've had my own space for 40 years here.
1: <laughs> I'd split the difference. I th- I would agree with Pat. I'd put half
0: Roth and half the, free. the reason is that way if we're looking at getting a house at some point in time, there's cash to draw upon without any taxes. Because the, those tax rates I just looked at being progressive, it's all based upon the calendar year. And if you take a big withdrawal from a taxable 401k, it's just like you earned high income that year and you get taxed to those higher rates. Uh, so we wouldn't want to have all of your money sitting in a 401k. That but I, Pat, I like the concept of saving for it, buying a house using a reverse mortgage.
1: Yeah, and that way you don't have any payments and you'd be able to live comfortably on just your social security. Yeah, if you didn't have a house payment. If you didn't have a house payment. Okay. So you're saying
2: you're you're considering you're you're suggesting, I should say, to to do a um a uh, as I as I thought of as a Roth IRA.
0: But you can do it in your
1: 401k. 401k. You can do it in your 401k. So I'd put the maximum amount that they could allow me into the 401k. I'd direct half of it into the Roth side and half of it into the pre-tax
0: side. You're splitting the difference. And And then also you've got a a, a chunk of money that's accessible to you when you go to... When you go to retire.
2: That's how I would do it. Okay. Question. Last question. I know you're going to be busy. Once I make the withdrawal
1: from either of those accounts... Aren't there fees associated with no. that? Not I on mean, the, no, not on the Roth, but there are tax. Eh? There's there's taxable amount coming on in the pre-tax be, side. There's no fees. But there's no fees.
0: Okay, okay. I mean, no, unless you unless, unless you invest it in I mean, some what? weird product or something, but
2: well, it's in it's you know it's in it's it's in fidelity. So I thought they once it mm-hmm. comes out it, there was fees associated. Nope. With no, 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 no no no, 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 no.
0: I mean, unless you have some okay. strange 401k plan. That, yeah. I mean, no, you're... I'm not that smart. Mr. Yeah, Sorry. no, yeah.
1: And then, yeah, so that's how I would do it. Or alternatively, just marry money.
0: <laughs> yeah. Already? I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Appreciate uh, the call. Yeah, thanks. 833 99 Worth is the number to be part of our program. Let's go to Missouri and talk with Matthew. Matthew with All Worth's Money Matters. Yes. Hello. Hi, Matthew. Hello, how
4: are you doing? We're good.
0: What can we do for good.
4: you? Well, um, I am uh, buying a house, and I was wondering if – so I have to get a loan for it, um, and I'm wondering if I should pay a little – I'm wanting to pay it off early, so I'm wondering if I should pay a little bit every month extra or if I could, should just wait a few years and have a, one lump sum. Did
1: I pay? It, it depends, right? Okay. So, uh, it's always nice to pay off debt early, but the question is, at, at what sacrifice? So, what what would that money be going to if it wasn't going towards the debt? So, how old are you? Uh, Thirty-one. And what's the size of the debt?
4: Uh, One hundred eighty-two thousand.
1: And the interest rate is a current interest rate, so it's probably around two and a half, three percent.
4: Three percent. Yeah. Okay. Are you, you married? No,
1: single. And do you have uh, do you have a four hundred one k at your employment?
4: Uh, no, I don't. And uh, no- well, actually, so I'm starting a new job uh, next week, um, so I, I don't actually know what kind of benefits they have yet.
0: Is your pay comparable to what your pay is today? Sorry, what was that? Your your salary, your pay is it going to be about the same as what your your previous employer?
4: Um, well, so right now I own a business and, um, I, uh, made about 65,000 last year and I'll be, I don't know how much I'm going to be making. It's going to be between 30 and 60,000. Okay.
1: You answered the question. How much money do you have in savings? Uh, 20,000. Okay. I wouldn't worry about anything right now. I would just keep the mortgage exactly where it was. I'd stabilize myself. I'd get a little bit more money in savings. I'd start putting money into my 401k or and or IRA or both. And once I was maxed on my 401k and my IRA, then, and only then, would I come I would agree back with Pat. and decide whether I wanted I mean, to pay you're, cause, that. I mean, because in
0: part of it, you're 31. The money is so cheap. You, okay. you, you never is hear that that saying this to people at 61 or 51 even, right? But you're, I mean, you've got so much time ahead of you. and. I'd rather see you put those dollars into something that's going to grow for you over a period of time okay. as opposed to a 3% yes. loan. So what you want to do is you want to put the maximum
1: you can into your 401k, your new employer, and then you want to fund an IRA and you want to go 100% stock in it. 100% mutual funds or ETF stocks, allocation, 100% stocks, and it's going to go up and down and... You know, maybe a year from now or three years from now, you're going to go, what did that McLean and Hanson tell me? They're idiots. You're not worried about Mm -hmm. that. You're worried what the account balance is going to be 30 years from now. That's all you're worried about. And you put the maximum that you're allowed every year until then. I got to tell you, my wife and I yesterday were looking at our 401k statement. I've been depositing money in there since I was 24 years of age. And every year, the simple, I will put the maximum that I possibly can based upon what my employer and my income allows me. I, I, and I've gone 100% equities the whole time. It's it, its mind-boggling how this stuff <laughs> complies. How much money Yeah, It really is. It's just compounds. Mm. It's just compounds and compounds and compounds. Not every year. Some years it's terrible. Some years you're like, mm. what am I doing here? But you yeah. just – keep it that the same way. once you get the basics down, once you put in the maximum, get twenty, thirty thousand dollars in the bank, get comfortable, don't go buy yourself a new truck or anything like that. then revisit whether you should start paying down the mortgage. My guess is okay. that interest rates will rise to the point of someplace around three or four or five, whatever the the number is on mortgages, and you should not pay it down. But I wouldn't worry about it for five years. I'd do all that other stuff first. And then I'd start okay. worrying about that. All righty? Gotcha. Okay. All, All right. right. Well, thank you. Thank you. Good luck, Paul.
0: Matthew. Congratulations yeah. thank on thank you. the new house. Yeah, that's pretty exciting, young man. Yeah. 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 Welcome to the so Home Depot. He, I, 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 I do take one exception. You said don't be buying a new truck. The only reason I say that, I was to, a buddy of mine bought a used truck within the last year. hmm <laughs> And he's had a couple problems with it, 60,000 miles whatever. He says... He, he can sell it for not that much less than a new truck. So he's going to, he's selling his used truck. Oh. He's never bought a new car in his entire life. He's almost 60 years old. Oh. He's never bought a new car. But the the way the market is just so strange right now. I mean, it, you, and we probably have all read some articles or seen some news stories or whatever. Like my, my, my wife's car is kind of at the point, maybe it's about time to think about replacing it. And I said, babe, like, let's just, now is not a time to be buying any sort of vehicles. The the dealerships, they don't have much inventory, so you're not gonna get a great you're yeah. not gonna there's no haggling. I had a buddy of mine bought a minivan at three thousand dollars over sticker price. On a minivan. Minivan.
1: You gotta feel pretty first of all, it's hard enough to drive a minivan to pay over sticker.
0: I drove minivans <laughs> for years. <laughs> I don't What is it about minivan? Let me finish it. But but uh, and then the used car market's crazy. There's just not enough
1: I thought that the new car, uh, so the used car market prices have uh, accelerated. The, the yeah. increase has been yes. greater than uh, than Th- than cars. out of new
0: cars. That makes yeah. sense. That makes sense. So it actually may not be if you need a new vehicle.
1: Matthew, you're 31. Try not to replace a vehicle. Run it until it dies. You're always better off.
0: Yes, and don't buy like a used. Mercedes, big Mercedes, yeah. cause it's cheap because those are going to cost you a fortune to maintain. Yeah, so, you, so, something that's not going to cost you a fortune to maintain, uh, as well, I think it's kind of a over time. But you, you, you know, we joked about the minivan, and I, my buddies, I rode in his new minivan. Is it nice? It's a minivan. It is a nice minivan. Yeah, but I like. It's actually pretty comfortable getting in. It's easy to get in and out of, and it actually drives pretty well. But I don't know what it is about minivans. You, I have this. They say. I mean, I was reading an article. They're like, they're, they're making a comeback because everyone's went to the SUVs. Like every other car on the road now looks like it's an SUV of some sort. Small SUVs, big SUVs, medium sized SUVs. Uh, but now I guess the minivans uh, come back in style.
1: I just have this thought of a minivan. So I, I have four children. Just give you a, the, between the ages of twenty and twenty five. So when the youngest was like two or three, and the oldest was like five or six. I was driving out of our neighborhood.
0: There, were how many years with, with?
1: There were four kids in five years. That's amazing. So, we. I'm driving. I'm driving the Irish mini, twins. Was, I'm driving the almost. I'm driving the minivan out of the neighborhood. It's pouring rain. I just remember this. It, and I had the minivan doors. You'd hit the button in the front, and they'd open and shut on. And oh, I'd a fancy minivan. Fancy yeah, now you're yeah, showing off. So we had two border collies. Beautiful dogs. Manny, and Kaylee Love these border collies. We had two border collies. And we're driving through the neighborhood, and there's construction going on, and there it is pouring rain, and we see this border collie out there. And one of my kids yells, Dad, the dog's loose. So I pull up there, and I hit the button, open the door, and I yell, come on in, Manny. This border collie jumps in my car, covered in mud. <laughs> You know what it's gonna end. I know. We is drive end. home. And the kids are like, "How did the dog get loose?" I'm like, "I don't know how the dogs got loose, but the dog got loose." And I open the garage door. I hit the button. And, and here comes both, both my dogs <laughs> come running out. <laughs> That is my, my like the use of the, it was the button opening the door on the minivan automatically. And
0: had you had a normal car, you would have had to actually stop the car, get out and inspect the dog and realize that that dog, in fact, was not yours. Yes.
1: And then I, the kids, they were pretty
0: upset because we drove back to where I picked the dog up from. <laughs> Sorry. I opened the door. <laughs> what are you going to, oh, you just let it back in the neighborhood? Yeah. I just Pushed it out he will find his way home. Well, it's a dog. It's border collie. Pretty smart. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks for listening.
1: Huh? Thank you for listening to my story. But that's my whole. Every time someone mentions a minivan, I just that is, it just clicks. And in my it sounds head.
0: like you're still fi- have a little bit of guilt of just letting that dog back to uh,
1: my, my 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 children. I said, well, it might be one of the construction workers' dogs, and if we take it, then
0: and it had no tag on it, nothing.
1: So I don't know what I was supposed to do. I mean, I'm not. I'm not.
0: It's... You had little kids in the car. For
1: it. Well, just, am
0: I making myself sound heartless? I think ninety percent of our listeners will feel fine about it, but there might be a couple that are having a hard time. If
1: it happened to me, <laughs> if it happened to me today, if it happened oh yeah,
0: to you'd stop everything to make sure you found the rightful owner. I get it.
1: I was afraid it was one of the construction <laughs> workers' dogs. I'd never seen the dog in the neighborhood before. I'm sure the dog was fine.
0: <laughs> we got to take a break here, my wife found some. Uh, there was some stray dog in our in our neighborhood, like you know, four or five weeks ago, and so we have this little like courtyard in front of our house with it, it has a small wall. So she brought the dog in. It had a tag. Called the owner. The owner drives over, but by the time the owner got there, the dog figured out how to jump over the wall.
1: Oh and, uh,
0: no! She found the dog, but oh. like, if you're gonna like. You, My you wife tried. felt a little bad. Did she? I, she thought she had the dog, but the dog. You tried. Anyway, hey, we're going to take a break here in a second, but I uh, want to let you know we've got um, we did a series of workshops on Social Security recently, but we've got an online, um, it's an on-demand virtual workshop on five steps to managing Social Security. So if you go on our Retirement Resources section at allworthfinancial.com, dot com, you'll find that. Again, it's at all, Retirement Resources section at allworthfinancial.com. dot com. We're taking a quick break. This is Allworth's Money Matters. Can't get enough of Allworth's Money Matters? Visit allworthfinancial.com/slash radio. To listen to the Money Matters Podcast. Welcome back to All Worth's Money Matters. Scott Hansen here. Pat McClain. Glad you're still listening to our program. At least we assume you are still listening to our program. Yes. I am listening to the program. Huh? <laughs> I am listening to the program. You are uh, participating in the program and listening at the same time.
1: I was working in the garden last week. and um,
0: Is this a harvest time? I did not plant a
1: garden this oh, year. Oh, It was harvest time, but a deer got in my yard. I had one lucky deer. It just had a heyday. It was, I don't know how long it was in there, but it was, anyway. it What it didn't eat, it trampled.
0: Okay, so, so we finished our last segment talking about your minivan experience. <laughs> you know, now that. we're talking about your garden. How about we'll go back to the calls here? <laughs> we're going to relive our youth. <laughs> Let's go to Pennsylvania mm-hmm. and talk with Jay. Jay, you're with Allworth's Money Matters. Hi, how are you? Hi, Jay. How's it going? We are great. What could we do for you?
5: Uh, Well, my mom called in with a question, I guess, about um, mortgages and renting a current property and using the income from that sort of a passive income to support a new um, home. Okay. So
0: my wife doesn't seem to like the idea. How about this? Uh,
5: for whatever reason. What, t- t- it feels like it's t- too much work.
0: Tell me what it is you're you trying—what What is what is that you want to do? I don't remember your mother's conversation and whatever. So, uh,
5: so we, we have a property now that's in a very nice location. It would be a nice starter home for family. Three-bedroom, two-car garage, great neighborhood. I don't want to just sell the home because even though we have some principal paid off, I don't feel like it's enough to make a big dent for it to really be worthwhile to just sell. If we were to refinance and rent it, we would have a lot of a of passive income oh. from the difference between our, our refinance rate versus our. How
0: much is so? Are you guys, does your, you, <laughs> you're still jumping ahead here. So y- you're married. You live in a home yep. that you own that has a mortgage on it. You're, yep. you want to you want to move somewhere else.
1: Right. And you want to keep, possibly keep this as a rental, correct?
0: And you want to move? Why? Because you want a bigger house? Because you don't like the neighborhood? Because
5: um, we're we're on a half double, and we'd like a single home, and just a little bit more property.
1: Okay. okay. What's the value of the home that you're uh, in? About one hundred and
5: forty-five.
1: And what do you owe on it?
5: One hundred, just under one hundred, like ninety-eight.
1: And what's the interest rate?
5: I want to say three one seven.
1: Okay. All right.
5: Three point one seven.
1: Okay. And you want to move to this new house? The question is: Do you keep this as a rental or not as a rental? What yeah. would it rent for?
5: Uh, let's see. I believe we had looked it up and got a quote somewhere in the fourteen, fifteen hundred dollar a month range. How much property is it on?
0: It's a duplex,
5: half <laughs> or something, right? What, and what's a new house? Uh, hu- yeah, half, half double. Uh, we're in Steel City. You, you, when you, you say half double, double. what's a
1: half double? Nothing's uh, called half homes. doubles uh, in the West Coast. I don't know. What you say. Yeah,
5: home. It's a it, it's like a duplex, right?
1: No, a half double. Is It a mobile home. No, no, no.
5: Okay. It's a it's a standalone home. There's just two sides. It's a duplex.
0: Yeah. Okay, thank you.
5: Okay. Oh, duplex. Is that what they call it? Okay. <laughs>
0: um. And what would a new house cost?
5: Well, we're we're still kind of discussing the range, but she's pretty firmly set on houses that are in like.
1: <laughs> she's firmly set on that, okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and how would you come up with the down payment on the new house?
5: Well, we have some money away, and we could come up with some uh if we were to save and be you know find something that we were serious about, we could probably get it, but it would come out of just basically out of our pockets out of our own income.
0: yeah, how much do you have saved?
5: We could probably get together thirty five thirty five thousand
0: okay, and how old are you
5: thirty five
0: and what do you have in your 401Ks? Are you, are you contributing to a 401K or IRA? So are you saving for retirement?
5: Yeah, I don't, I don't know hers. Mine is, mine is in that same area, about a 40000 And how much do you make? Mm, well, I just started a new job, so I don't know my yearly right now. But I would say I, if I were to estimate, it would be somewhere in the 75000 80000
0: What did your old job pay?
5: $55,000.
0: Oh, good. And does your wife work outside the home?
5: Yeah, she also just got a new job, and, and she'll probably be in the sixty-five thousand.
0: And how far away will you be from this rental house? Mm, you not convert- more than a
5: half an hour. We're okay. mostly looking to. Both of us work in the same area, and we're looking to move within only within a half an hour of there. And that's where we're within a half an hour now. So.
1: And your wife? Did your wife get a pay increase as well with a new job?
5: Yeah, yeah, she was up. She was probably only like uh, forty thousand, I believe.
1: Okay. So you want to keep the rent that that house is a rental and she doesn't yeah. want to. Yeah. And our opinion matters.
0: Is it to her?
5: What's that? The opinion? Uh,
0: does our opinion well, matter to her? Mm, uh, that's a good question. I guess it depends. I mean, so <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> and there is like I've been married 29 years. Pat's been 30 some odd years, and I just so i so I mean my first my first glance, i like I'd keep the keep the house. That's it's, right. It's 11 and a half percent yield, yeah. gross yield. You got some expenses, but I mean that's a really high rent for 145 thousand which I scratch my head when I look at people buy rentals in in these hot markets across the United States where you'll spend three hundred thousand on a place that'll rent for 1400 where you can Pennsylvania you can you pay half that so I think over the long term if you can keep this thing as a rental and have this thing paid off by the time you retired I think it would be do well for the both of you um, that that was Sort of
5: my plan was sort of the long-term thinking. Thing.
0: Okay. Yes. But then I'm thinking. Just giving up on the house. What happens in if it's eight months from now and <clears throat> something goes south on the house, the, whatever, something's broken, you need some additional money. Um, it's a Saturday you're supposed to go do visit her parents and instead you got to go work on the repairs or whatever. I mean, just things that come up. And then, uh, so I would be, if I were in your shoes, I'd be asking myself, like, how badly does my wife not want to do this? And I'd, I'd have some real good conversation with her about that. Yeah. Because they do take a little bit of work. Yeah, and they do sometimes yeah. actually run negative. So if the place stays yeah. empty for six months, you just need to have it a little set aside. But I would keep the thing from a financial standpoint. It would yeah. be hard to now, to to say to make one sense. One of to the
5: factors in her decision is her brother had a friend who bought rental property, mm-hmm. but he bought low-income properties Mm
1: -hmm.
5: and then had a really hard time with them okay and that shaped some of her view of like well rental properties are nothing but a headache Uh, listen
1: i had a friend that was in an auto accident and i
0: still drive
5: okay well yeah
0: true there are bad people have bad experiences and people have good experience it sounds like you obviously know the house because you're living it right right so Uh, you know what's right how old is the home
5: Let's see. Boy, I'm going to say... It's got to be old. I'm guessing... 60s.
0: There's
5: probably not not a lot of new
0: subdivisions being built where he's at
1: no no not over here yeah so someone having a someone that you know or someone that knows someone that knew someone that had a bad experience with rental tell me about how the corporations now own two percent of all rental homes in the united states the stock of rental homes are owned by large Mm. corporations two percent two percent versus ten years ago the number was zero it was zero if you can manage it right you're thirty five years of age over the next thirty years it will serve you well if you can manage foot it. I totally agree now if 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 she was adamant, i would I bet my marriage on it?
0: no way
5: <laughs> okay well, right she's coming around just and a just small backstory on me i'm I'm very handy. I've spent most of my life in construction and then now I'm in the industrial machine so oh a lot. Well, it makes of even more sense for you though
0: shes in what right. Well, he's got a back. He's handy. He's got a back yeah. in construction. Oh, yeah. So, I clearly do not, and it was so it's a different yeah, thing yeah. for me. So,
1: so let's you'll you'll get the podcast and buy it for him if you think it helps. If you don't think it'll help, don't. <laughs> <All> <laughs> well, right. it
5: would. It would be good. She she keeps saying she talks to people, quote unquote, or they, quote unquote. Look, and I don't look, really look know who look, The are.
1: numbers. The numbers drive decision making. We're financial guys. And so you asked us about the numbers, and it's these a numbers great, are
0: good. If in fact you can get fourteen hundred bucks a month, this is a great rental. Yeah. And the and the place doesn't need and suddenly the, and, and twenty it's a low, of repair. And it's
1: a low. interest rate because it was bought on yeah, a primary. Yeah,
0: It's a fixed rate. I'm assuming, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Appreciate the call. And by the way, if there's ever inflation, it's just even better. I mean, like, I'd, I, if it were if I were in your situation, I'd keep it. That's uh, all right. And, yeah. All That's right. It. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Jay. Appreciate the call. And it's funny how life is sometimes, and it's a little challenge with the, like, gotta both be on the same. You know. Yeah. 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 Yep. 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 Not that I've had any personal experience with houses <laughs> that my wife doesn't want, but anyway, that's another story entirely. Oh, that is, I, forgot. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot. Don't ever buy a primary residence for your family with your, when your wife's out of town. That's all I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> that was I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, I did not. Fortunately, she doesn't rub it in. But <laughs> she does. Then neither do I. Oh, because she wanted it. Anyway. Yeah. You'll be all right. <laughs> Correct. It doesn't really matter. Eight three three ninety nine. Worth is the number. Uh, let's talk with Mary. Mary, you're with All Worths Money Matters. Hello. Well, hello.
3: Um, oh, I, uh, I'm, I'm a, Have a question for you on uh, annuities. One of your favorite topics. All righty. Um, actually, I, uh, based on having heard you before, I've. I know they're not all created equal, but I had this. Uh, we have this shiny new plan that's being offered. We ju- it just came out this week, and I listened to a webinar on it. And I work. I'm a, I work for, worked for the UC system. Okay. So this is coming out for the entire um, UC system uh, in California. So. They're telling us that it's not like any other annuities, and, and this is a good one. And I, I wanted to at least look at it in all ways to, you know, see if it's if it's something I should look at. Okay. So, And are you uh, retired from the UC system? I am. I'm okay. retired from UC Davis. Okay. I'm on a half pension, kind of, because I only worked for 10 years there, mm-hmm. or an accumulative full-time amount of 10 years. So... Um, I, but I'm eligible for this yeah, it's I funny because about-
0: so the fact that you got a ha- that your pension's not that large compared to someone who'd worked their entire career my first thought is like why in the world would someone with a great pension need an annuity as well but yeah so, so, you, so the you,
1: answer to the, the, the question is you receive a monthly pension from uh, the University of California system what is the that amount?
3: Uh the amount is uh, gross is twenty five hundred a month okay All right. I so- have uh, f- okay I have four hundred and twenty five thousand dollars in four oh three b which is like a four oh one k I actually up until quite recently was was taking fifteen hundred to two thousand a month out of that to help expenses yep um but we recently sold our house um and we have a pocket of cash and we split it between my husband and I uh and we each got like 344,000 from that so i have where are you living? in um uh we're actually we're living at our son's rental place and uh the way it turned out i actually called you and earlier in the year um last year and asked you know, they wanted to sell, they they wanted to fix the house up and sell it. And it turned out that my son's rental place became available. And they said, well, hop over into that. We can stage your place, sell it. It's a great time to sell. We'll give you, he gave us a really good deal on, on renting his place.
0: So there's the plan to be in that rental long-term? Like what's, and the reason I'm going down this path is because that's, that, that's kind of like the biggest expense we have but
1: i'm
3: confused In that you time. said
1: that there was a pot between you and your husband that you split did you say split
3: yeah we keep our money separately um and okay. i don't really want to go into no, the no, 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 no 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 no
1: i just wanted to understand whether you were separated or not but you are together no. you just your money has been separated
3: Yes, we're okay. together. Um, our money is separated. I have I have money, and he he Got has. That's no, okay, fine. But yeah. We see it all kinds. Yep. kinds. yeah, yeah. I'm I'm it, all no kinds. Well, it's that's kind right. of why we had to sell the place because he needed to get his money out of it. So um okay. that was part of it, and the deck was going to fall off, and it you know it needed it okay. was thirty years old. It hadn't you know it needed a lot. So we we feel good about having sold the place. As far as long term here, um, our – Uh, we thought it might be a year or two. We don't have a set plan on where we want to go. Um, our boys are buying properties and fixing them and doing really well. And, and their kind of dream is to have like a compound and we might have a small place on some divided acreage or something. And boy, I just think that'd be, be really fun. But at this time, uh, I think we may be staying in California and uh that's fine by me. Are you spending I mean, the money?
5: Are you
1: spending the money the proceeds from the sale of the home?
3: Um well, we're part of what we're doing with them. We've already lent it to them once. Um we put it in Marcus Bank so we each get, you know, we get 0.5% on it which isn't much but it's better than 0.02 at our regular bank and um and when we when we lend it out for them they give us 4%. Okay. So we kind of we keep it li- uh, liquid. All right, this is very
1: common. Let's go back being... to the annuity. <laughs> I know, okay. Right. <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> right. This is totally non traditional. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. You're spinning plates over there. <laughs> uh, okay, so okay. tell us about the annuity. And by the way,
0: you, you know you own an annuity now. An annuity is just a series of payments by its nature, there's different flavors of annuities now that the insurance industry has created. that But, are but you are receiving annuity, an annuity yes. uh, now
1: because of that $2,500 a month could be characterized as a life
0: annuity. And do you have Social Security?
3: Oh, okay. Um, I'm going to have Social Security when I turn uh, 70 in a little over a year. Right now, I'm getting it. I am getting it off my husband's because I was old enough to okay. qualify mm-hmm. for yep. the one half of his yeah, yeah. if he was uh, 66. So I get about $1,200 a month Social Security. Once I turn 70, I'll get $3,200 a month. Right. Um, so then you'll have I don't two think annuities. We're so rich that they'll, oh, that's an annuity also? Yes.
0: Right? It well, it just
1: characterizes yeah. okay. annuity as a stream of payments designed to last until your dying day or a period of time. That is an annuity. Okay. So tell us about the okay. annuity that this marvelous annuity that they are offering. And by the way, sometimes, very, very, very rarely, we will recommend an annuity. If it's a fixed annuity, I don't know for what reason I would purchase a fixed annuity and, in this and the reason you're
0: the, Mary, the reason you're seeing this at through the UC system and. You'll, other people will start seeing it through their employer. Is there was a change in tax law a few years ago that uh, uh, allowed? How many years ago was that now? Like two but or it, three. Yeah, it allowed employers to offer uh, insurance products, annuities inside the four hundred one k. I think up to twenty five percent of a plan's balance. So up, up So four- someone at the UC system got figured out. Worked with an insurance company. Now here's some, pro- but it it's probably a better deal than you'd get like. It's in the open marketplace because there's not an agent involved that's getting a big commission on. Them. So tell us about the annuity.
3: Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh it's with uh well it's What's with the rate on? I mean what's
1: what's the Okay, it's with MetLife and and how's it work?
3: It's well the sample that they gave me which is the amount that I could do or reasonably I thought was a $100,000 purchase um it I start getting payments when I turn 78 Mm -hmm. and until then they just have my money. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but it's protected, they're saying against the volatility of the market. Okay. Um, which means, you know, I take it out of where it's been getting, um, you know, really pretty good rate on my, um, on my investment, you know, that I'm with, uh, like a, a plan, um, you know, a stock yeah let that. me ask five
0: hundred at at age seventy when your social security has a two thousand dollar a month increase, your monthly income will be fifty seven hundred dollars. How much additional monthly income do you will you need at that point to maintain your lifestyle?
3: um well, I'm paying all the expenses um so uh, I was comfortable with an additional fifteen hundred okay. a month so. And, okay yeah this would give me it would if, if i put a hundred thousand dollars i would get a two percent cola after one year i would get seven hundred and fifty eight dollars a month um and then you know it would go up two percent every year it it just seems strange it's like why would i give them that money and and uh oh. and the, the reasons that they were saying is because, well, then I reduce the amount that I have to be concerned about with the uh, minimum requirement that you have to take. Oh, yeah. No, no, that's, that's, minimum a, that's, a, that's
0: a bad sales argument. Sorry for <laughs> well, that,
3: that one. Is, um, <laughs> that so, if, <laughs>
0: Mary, if you called and said, I have $425,000 to my name. I have no pension. I have no Social Security because something like then I'd say, Annuity might make a lot of sense for you because the here's they they can work because this is we're talking about an immediate annuity. You give up your money like in this. I'm, case. I'm sorry, Scott. This is
1: a deferred immediate annuity, so it deferred till age seventy eight and then starts the distributions at age seventy eight. So it's a which de- is
0: even more crazy. But let me just stick with immediate. my. Yeah, thank you. Uh, but you're in a situation where you've got fifty. You'll have a year from now fifty seven hundred dollars a month in guaranteed income. Social Security has a cost of living adjustment on it. My guess is the UC uh, pensions also has a guaranteed cost of living. So you are protected on an inflation basis for that. Like what percentage of retired Americans have that? It's very small, right? So you've got a great uh, fixed uh, annuity, as Pat (laughs) correctly said, of 5,700 bucks a month. You've got another 400 grand in your retirement. The question is, do you want to take more, give up your control of that in exchange for some additional guaranteed income, if you were my sister, I would say, "Don't bother. You've got enough guaranteed income. Like, you, you don't need this product, particularly if you are going to wait eight years to take an income stream,
1: and particularly in a low interest rate environment like this." So, by the way, what do you think they do with that money uh, that you give them that hundred thousand dollars in order to pay you the, the 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 annuity amount? How do you think they oh, invest well, it?
3: They- Probably have really good things to do. Um, Not really. Maybe the they're
0: a, a they're in the same environment we're in. They live in the same place you live. They literally. I mean, it's they so, they they loan they they loan money out at three percent and all that, just like we're all stuck doing. They
1: lo- loan money. They they participate in the bond markets. That's what they do. What their mm. job is. The annuity is lifetime risk, right? So if you live to be a hundred and forty this would be great. If you live to be 81, this will be terrible, right? So, what they're doing right. is based it on your, your life expectancy, and they don't medically underwrite for your life expectancy. So, if you have a shortened life expectancy because of some pre known pre-existing conditions, this is awful. If you have a larger than expected life expectancy because of some extenuating circumstances this could be great but the reality is you've got enough in fixed income already you have enough in annuities already there's not a chance in the world that i could make a single argument as to why you should take a valid argument the requirement of distribution i guess i could make an argument but a valid argument um your portfolio should be allocated 60% equities, 40% bonds. You should worry about required minimum distributions in a couple of years. You should not buy an annuity here. If I okay. you shouldn't Scott, worry about that, requirement cuz you're
0: going to take income now anyway. Yeah.
3: Uh, yeah. Yeah, when I when I looked it over and after you know I I, I made some calls and talked to some people and I you know they they claim that there's no commission well, that's and that, that, that's, that's right it doesn't mean
0: it's the right thing for you, oh
3: well, but they're right. but look did the guy come to your house
1: or your place of work?
3: No, they sent a letter out, and they had a webinar okay. on Tuesday, yeah, I mean,
1: whether so, there's a commission or not a commission is obviously absolutely the company a, wants to sell their yeah, product. Met life isn't in this for fun, <laughs> so, <laughs>
0: I mean, <laughs> they snoopy, yeah. you know yeah, right uh, yeah, but I mean there's there you know there's fat in the food chain. Uh-huh. And, hey, if you're going to buy an annuity, that would probably be a good place to buy one. That's right. But I you're you're like the one of the last candidates that I would think an annuity would make sense
3: for. Okay, that's really good to hear cuz I I uh I calculated it out that it would be uh I'd be 89 years old before I would get my $100,000 back. Um that, any anybody that's
0: yeah. That, mm-hmm. that, that also doesn't, you're, you're negating the the lost opportunity that, of right. your hundred grand between now and then. Yeah. So you actually
1: have to do a net present value calculation in order to determine what the internal rate of return is to determine
0: whether it's good buy or not. But the reality is there's no sense, you don't need it. And when the next time the market goes through a downturn, which it will, and your 403B balance goes down, just remember that the, the majority of your money is in fixed income. It's that $5,700, you would need a lot of... Think about how much you'd have to put in an annuity. How many hundreds of thousands you'd have to fork over to get guaranteed $5,700 a month in guaranteed income. So you already have a lot in fixed income. It, gives you, it enables your 401k, or I'm sorry, your 403b, a chance to grow and to build. And when it goes through the market cycles, ignore it because you don't have to worry about it because you've got such a huge chunk in guaranteed money. The
1: downturn income. in the market is the cost of excess return. Versus a, a, an annuity. Yeah.
0: And over between now and 89, if history is any guide, you have a much higher probability of having greater returns by having money in, left in your 403B and equities than in, put into that. So anyway, appreciate the call, Mary. And we're getting tight on time, um, unfortunately. But uh, it, it, if you'd like to be uh, have a... Have a question for us sometime, want to join the show. You can also send us a question at questions at moneymatters.com. Again, questions at moneymatters.com. We'll schedule a time for you to call and have your question on in the air as well. It's been great being with you. Enjoy the rest of your week. This has been All worth. Money Matters.